Thresholds Radio with your host, John Stevenson. Recording a UFO action. And there in the darkness, on the ground, knocking on the walls, something crawling towards me. It's obvious that she had been stabbed. Why? Oh my god! Are you seeing this? To a formation forming. You're listening to Thresholds Radio. On today's show, we have guest Judy Fells, along with your host, John Stevenson. More on that after this quick commercial break. TheEdgeOnAir.com wants to invite you to be abducted. Tune in Friday night starting at 10 p.m. for Thresholds Radio. Host John Stevenson is your guide through the realm of the paranormal with an hour-long radio show sure to give you the heebie-jeebies. Check out UFO-Info.com to learn more. It's Thresholds Radio every Friday night at 10 p.m. on TheEdgeOnAir.com. Have you ever looked up at the stars at night and wondered, are we really alone? Could there be other life out there? And could it have influenced life here on Earth? This is George Norrie of Coast to Coast AM, and I'm excited to tell you about the Paradigm Symposium 2012. It's an event being held this October 18th through the 21st in Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you've ever wondered about the mysteries of our universe and of our ancient past, this is the event for you. And it's not just a conference. The Paradigm Symposium will feature unique presentations, a banquet dinner, and guest lectures by me, and names like Eric Von Daniken, author of Chariots of the Gods, as well as Giorgio Sukalos, Philip Coppins, and many others. Tickets are selling fast, so reserve yours today. And all you have to do is visit ParadigmSymposium.com. That's ParadigmSymposium.com. Reviewing our past, changing our future. The Paradigm Symposium 2012. Brought to you by Intrepid Magazine and The Graylian Report. Welcome back to Thresholds Radio. With us right now is Judy Fells. She is actually the woman that took the famous picture at Bachelors Grove Cemetery, the one everybody knows, taken in 1991. How are you doing, Judy? I'm just fine. How are you? Pretty good. Quite an honor to get to speak with you. You're the mystery woman. Nobody's ever heard or seen you. I know. I kind of disappeared for a while. So do you want to, I mean, our listeners, especially our Chicago listeners, everybody knows your photo. You want to give a little background on that and how it came about? Okay. Um, I used to belong to the Ghost Research Society out of Oak Lawn, Illinois, I believe. And we were going on an investigation, pretty much like what you see them doing on television now. And um, But this was in 1991, and there was no show business about it. It was all serious business. And the men in the group had their video and audio equipment, and I don't even know the names of everything, the EMF detectors and infrared stuff, whatever. Anyways, I had bought um, some infrared film and put that in my camera, and I had gone with them. And my job was to see if I heard or felt the presence of anything at Bachelors Grove, Mm-hmm. during this um, investigation, and then I was going through with my camera with infrared film and taking pictures of various locations throughout Bachelors Grove, and once it was developed, I was to see if there was if anything had showed up. And the investigation actually was during the daytime. It wasn't in the middle of the night, so it's a pretty sunny day when it happened, too. Yeah, well, actually, that's one thing I always talk about, too. If a place is haunted, it's haunted 24-7. It doesn't have to be nighttime. Correct. So when you got this developed, uh, did it pop right out at you, or did you see it right away, or did it sit on a shelf for weeks before you even noticed it? Um, Actually, the first time I looked through the stack of pictures, when I first picked them up, I didn't notice anything. 
it's mostly pictures of pretty much just the cemetery trees and knocked over headstones and whatnot. And then I went through the, the pictures a second time and I was like right away after the first time and I was going, wait a minute, that person wasn't there. Who is that? There was no one else. You know, there was basically, I think it was maybe 10 or 12 men that were there. And then me, my mother and my sister, we were the only three females that were there. And so when I went through it, I said, wait a minute, that's not us. And that person wasn't there. And it's kind of off to the side of the picture. It's not in the center, so that's why I didn't notice it the first time right. when I went through. But on closer inspection the second time around, that's when I saw it. And then I looked at the negative, and sure enough, it's on the negative as well. And she's wearing an, an old-time dress, it looks like, and that's pretty darn clear and, and translucent at points. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of an impressive picture. It, it's worldwide. It's it's one of the biggest ghost pictures actually out there. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> kind of impressive, huh? I mean, I have that big Bachelor's Grove website I was telling you off air, and... Uh, I've showed people Bachelors Grove from come up from Germany and England and France and all over the world, and they've all come out here just because of your picture. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you never you think, never knew that was going to happen, did you? Oh no! In fact, even now where I'm living, you know, I'm out in Dixon, Illinois, so I'm I'm more than a hundred miles away from Bachelors Grove, and oh, probably I'm going to guess it was three or four years ago. The Telegraph, which is the local paper here in Dixon, they sent their um, photographer out, and they wanted him to run a story on me about the picture. And I'm like, that's just weird because I'm, like, so far away from Bachelors Grove in the Chicago area, and it's weird that the local paper here in Dixon happened to catch the picture and were able to track me down. Yeah, well, and then I mean, they did an interview. I say that picture is amazing because I got, I got the Bachelors Grove website and uh, I can see you know when people Google pictures you know they end up coming to my site and I can see what they're googling. It's the Madonna Bachelors Grove. It's got all these different names, but it always comes right up to your picture. That's pretty nice. That's, I like that. I appreciate that because it's like it's something really special to get a, a photograph like that. I mean, you can go there and have experiences, but to actually capture something that you can take with you is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a fluke. I, I've got a few pretty good pictures out there I was telling you about, too, and it's cool. And you never know when you take them, especially nowadays with digital, too. It's the same thing. Even though you can see digital instantly, you don't see this stuff. you got to go back and look at it and zoom in on it and find things. But uh, Bachelor's Grove, I mean, as you know yourself, is just an amazing site. That place is just you know, one of the most haunted places around, I believe. And I could say I don't think I've ever been there one time where something hasn't happened to me there. Oh, I agree. Have you ever actually, uh, how about EVPs? You ever do any of that or are you just into photography? Um, actually, I don't have any, I don't have any type of uh, paranormal equipment. Hmm. Well, that's how I am too. I actually use infrared. I'm like you, I use infrared and I have a, right. my uh, recorder for EVPs. That's about it. I got all the other toys, but I never use them actually. That's a, that's about as high tech as I was at that time. It was just that, that infrared and that was actually taken in a, um, I had an Olympus 3570-millimeter automatic camera, so there was no way in, in case anyone would question if it was double exposed. There's no way to, to double expose in a camera like that. Exactly. You take the picture and automatically forwards through to the next frame. So there's nothing you can do to hold that versus like the traditional camera where you can hold it and take, keep taking pictures on the same spot. What got you involved in infrared? Because, I mean, in 91, infrared actually wasn't uh, used very much. It was very hard to get developed. Oh, it was hard to find, too, and very hard to get developed. But um, actually, from being in the Ghost Research Society, you know, aside from, um, like I said, the three ladies, myself, my mother, and my sister, 
um, aside from us going there and using our perceptions and our abilities, the men of the group had asked us if we would, you know, if we wanted to try using infrared film. And so we said, okay, we would do that because they had the other equipment, you know, the recorders and everything else. And I was just like, well, okay, I'll give that a shot. So I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention their names or not. but oh, <laughs> That's okay. People, people's things, names aren't always mentioned when they're supposed to be, as you and I know quite well from a recent TV show. <laughs> I mean, but anyways, to give honor where honors due, actually, it was Dale Kaczmarek and Howard Heim were part of, you know, the, Dale's the founder of Ghost Research Society, so right. he's, he's the one. But actually, I come from a family of um, healers and people with extrasensory perception, so it kind of has just run in the family, and you know, coming back from Germany way back when, several generations back. And so um, the more you use it, the more perceptive you become. And that's one thing that why the people of Ghost Research Society were interested in us is because we were able to sense where they weren't able to sense. Well, when you were out there at Bachelor's Grove that day and you got this photo, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't, but by any chance did you guess or feel anything or, you know, have any sense anything was out there or was it just a fluke? Um. I can say yes and no to both, really, because it's like there was <laughs> okay. a lot. Of, there was a lot of hot spots in that area. Um, actually, what we had done that day too to kind of backtrack the whole idea of our excursion there was, each person that was there was given a clipboard and and basically you walked around, and and you would kind of mark. There was like a map on the clipboard, and you kind of marked where you saw or felt or heard or smelled anything, or like if you had equipment where you picked up a reading, and one person at a time walked through there. It wasn't like we all kind of went in into a herd and kind of broke up in clusters or whatever. Um, we we kept it very controlled where only one person was allowed in at a time. Everybody else stayed outside of the gate and stayed quiet. So, like I said, that kind of goes back to showing that from people that were there at that day could go back and verify that there was no one else in the cemetery at the time when I took that picture so that it, you know, to kind of verify that it was not fake. But right. um what we did is we went through with our clipboards and our maps and we kind of marked down where we saw or felt or heard anything. And then like what I was doing is I was going back with my camera and taking pictures of areas where I kind of felt or whatever. But at the same time, I kind of was interested in doing a, almost a panoramic, but they didn't have that in those days, but panoramic of the whole cemetery. So it's kind of standing at one point and kind of just kind of taking a step, taking a picture, or taking a step, taking a picture, kind of just cover the whole area. And that's actually how she showed up. That's pretty cool. I mean, do you actually know, I, I don't know if you know this fact, that that checkered tombstone now is the most uh, photographed tombstone in the world? That's pretty cool. And, and I all, all because of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty wild. Not because of me, but because of the person that's sitting on the show. Well, yeah, but if you wouldn't have took her picture, t give credit where credit is due. It, it's you, my it's gosh. If it wasn't for you taking that picture, that n never would have happened. And, you know, it's kind of weird, too, because the last time I had been to Bachelor's Grove, it seemed to me that that stone is in a different place than it was when I took the picture. Yeah, stone, I'm pretty sure stones move around out there. I'm pretty sure it is, because if you look at the original photograph, it looks like the fence is pretty close to the headstone. And the last time I was there, which was two years ago, I had a hard it was very overgrown, of course, but I had a hard time finding the spot because I went to where I thought the picture was taken. I'm like, wait a minute, there's no headstone here. And so I kind of walked around in the weeds. I'm like, oh, it's over here. That's strange. I don't recall it being over here. Yeah, I'll have <laughs> to actually, weird. I'll meet you out there sometime. Or Yeah, I don't actually want your picture. I want you to bring it, though. I, I want your original picture with us so I can 
mm-hmm. set it up better because, you know, the picture everybody else sees is a cropped version. The picture I, I saw earlier from you, it's a totally different picture, and it's huge. She's only way in right. the one corner. So, I mean, right. if you, you got the whole picture to look at, it's a completely different perspective because I've always tried to figure out exactly where it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. I would, I'd be more than happy to meet up with you. Yeah, and, that'd you know, be fun to go out there. there and then see what we get because we both have had amazing luck out there with photos. Maybe if we're together, we'll get really cool stuff. <laughs> that, would, that would be really, really cool. I would appreciate that. I, I would love more than ever to get back up in there. You know, I have teenage kids now, so they're, like, really piqued interested. So. Well, yeah, since but, Mom took one of the most famous pictures in the world, and, yeah, I can't imagine why. <laughs> It's funny, but yeah, and it's like so funny because people always say, "Oh, this stuff happened in your house." I'm like, eh, "I don't know. It's kind of strange, but you know, sometimes stuff does." But you know, there's stuff everywhere. It's not just here or there, and it's not because it's me or because it's you or because it's him or her. So there's there's spiritual activity everywhere. I I honestly believe oh, so it's just I. whether you can whether you can sense it or whether you can capture it. How did uh, everybody else in your group that time, you know, when you got this, like you initially got this, and I don't know if you contacted Dale, whoever you told first, you know, what was everybody's response? Like, oh my gosh, you know, that obviously is someone sitting there, a person, you know, until everyone realized like, wow, that really is something. Well, I remember taking it to the GRS meeting and um, showing to, to them and they had got out at magnifying glasses and were looking at it and they were, everybody was astonished because nobody had seen that. And like I said, we all took turns one person at a time walking through there, and it was broad daylight, so it wasn't like someone was hiding somewhere. Um, and so, you know, they all came to the, the idea that, yeah, I mean, it's it's not fake. I mean, I've had people tell me, I've had more people tell me it's fake or that it's staged or it's someone in a costume, you know, than I have people saying, wow, that's a real thing. Yeah. So when I hear that people from Germany have come to Bachelors Grove because of my picture, it's like that's amazing. Germany's on the other side of the world. That's really right. cool. They literally actually when I go out there, I used to meet people out there. They would join my website, and uh, mm-hmm. if they're coming out there, you know, I'd, I'd go out and meet them sometime just to show them around. And uh, that's one of the first things they would ask, you know, where's the checkered stone at? And I would walk them uh-huh. over the stone, and they'd be like, oh my gosh! And you know, they they click pictures like crazy, and everyone's like, oh, I hope we got her too. It's like you know, they think she's going to be waiting there twenty, you know, some years <laughs> later, she's still sitting right there waiting for people. <laughs> and if it's the same, I mean, I don't know what what your consensus on clear audience or clairvoyance, but I've been there. You know, I was a naughty girl when I was younger, and I used to go to Bachelors Grove at midnight, one in the morning, two in the morning. And and we would go with a bunch of friends or whatever, not drinking, but just going to to kind of tempt things to see if something would happen to us. Right. And I've been there before late at night, and I've seen a woman in a dress running around in there. And other people have told me the same story. I've been to, say, ghost-type conventions or spiritual-type conventions, and other people have told me that they've seen that a person in a dress running through their blonde hair. What was the color of the dress? Was it powder blue by any chance? Yeah, some people will say it's blue, that it's a white-blue dress. Wait until you go to to my website, Judy. We have two pictures of... uh, a woman dressed in 1890s clothes wearing a powdered blue right. dress with blonde Powder hair. Powdered blue dress, that's what I'm telling you. And then some people will say she's with a golden retriever type dog. 
but other people just say they see the, the person. And I've seen her when I've gone there, and she'll, like, run and hide behind trees and stuff like that, like she's playing hide-and-seek with us. Yeah, we got uh, actually two. The one photo I was telling you, that's an absolutely amazing one. And then another one where she's a little bit farther away in the distance, but same dress, same blondish hair, and very clear. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of yep. that's kind of creepy. That means that's probably. I wonder if that's who yours was. You know, it was infrared, I don't so you know. get color. But I mean, because where I've seen her before is not in the same area where the picture was taken. But that doesn't mean that she stays in one spot. Well, exactly. That's what I tell people. I mean, how do you, they can walk around the whole thing? For all we know, they could go down <laughs> down the street to the restaurant if they want to. I don't know if they have well, to stay like right you, there. You hear the Resurrection Mary stories where she goes to the the one bar and dances with people and walks out of the, you know, walks around Resurrection Cemetery. So, and the Resurrection is a huge cemetery. Bachelor's Grove is not so much, you know, so. Well, Bachelor's um, Grove, we were talking off air. You're like me, and not a lot of people know this. It's not just that tiny cemetery. It's all the woods no, around not. there. There's some neat stuff if you go out throughout the woods, too. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, but you find a lot of history in there. Have you ever had any uh, bad feelings in there? Sometimes you go to Bachelor's Grove well, actually, sometimes you go there and it's like walking into a park. It's just a cool, nice feeling. And there's other times you walk in there where it's just like, oh my, I don't know how to describe it. Just like doom. You just feel terrible all of a sudden when you walk in. Have you ever experienced that out there too? We've had, my sister and I went there with some friends one night. And I've got a few stories about this place actually. But we went there with some friends one night. And about halfway in on the path, we both got complete fear, complete terror. We we both turned around at the same time and saw a tall, dark figure looking kind of like an Abraham Lincoln, like a tall hat, mm-hmm. was walking behind us, was staying back a ways, but was walking behind us slowly. And I was like, oh, God, because it, it felt like it was almost real, like a human. And I'm like, well, we can't turn and run past him to get out of here because he's right there. And I'm thinking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I'm like, well, we'll just keep going forward. Well, he followed us around the cemetery. And every time we turned, he was about the same distance behind us. But when we went to leave, he stayed at the gate, and we walked past him, and he stayed in there. And I had a feeling more, and my sister said the same thing, he had a feeling more that he was just kind of watching to make sure that we weren't doing anything wrong there. Mm. there or kind of like a caretaker or kind of an overseer. Well, he's doing a bad job if that's his job there. Well, he scared the crap out of us on the well, way no, in, I mean, you know. Well, you know how bad shape that cemetery is. I mean, people just do right. all kinds of crap. But, but, you know, that's the only time I ever experienced him. But I have done where they talked about on television last week where they saw the red glowing eyes. I've seen those before. Mm-hmm. And there was one night, this is really kind of a creepy story, one night we had gone there with a large group of people, and three of us at the same time all kind of screamed, which I don't normally scream. I think that's silliness. But all of us kind of screamed and jumped at the same time. And, it, of course, it's totally dark out. But all three of us said the same thing, that something grabbed our calf of our leg Whoa. and dug. It felt like claws digging into the calf of our legs. All three of us. And we weren't standing next to each other. We were in separate locations. So it was really kind of strange. And it hurt. But there was no marks left. But it was a painful grab. And when I had come home later that night, my mom was asleep, but all of the lights were on in the house. And so I woke her up and I said, well, why, are, why are all the lights on? Because they weren't on when we left. And she said, where were you guys tonight? And I said, well, we went to Bachelor's Grove. And she goes, okay, what time were you there? And I said, I don't know, it was around 1 o'clock or so. And she said, because you know what happened to me? And I said, what? And she goes, at 1 o'clock in the morning, 
I kept getting this succession of three knocks, first on the back door, then on the walls in the home, and then closer and closer to her bed. And she said, right about 1 o'clock in the morning, something grabbed her calf muscle and felt like it was digging claws into her leg. Oh, that's creepy. And she got really scared, and she flipped on all the lights and started praying. And you know, she was, and, she, and she's like, I don't know what's going on over there, but you guys better be careful. Yeah. And it's weird because we were living in Downers Grove, which isn't that close to Midlothian either. So it's like that was really weird that something got her as it was getting me. Yeah, that, well, that place actually, there's other, have you, I don't know if you've experienced this or not. I actually don't even want to lead you on. I don't know how else I would say it, though. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced this, like, dog or wolf or some sort of weird creature out there? There's a lot of stories. I've even got a picture of one of some sort of, like, uh, wolf, baboon, some bizarre kind of creature out there. There's numerous stories out there, and there's stories about heavy breathing and growling and stuff like that throughout the woods. Have you ever experienced anything like that? I've had the growling, and I've had, like I said before, the red glowing eyes, and on a dark lower hunched type figure and when i explained that to my husband in later years he said oh that was a raccoon or something or a possum and i said no this was on the path and it was far enough away from the street and he says well the headlights were glowing hitting the eyes and i said oh no when the headlights hit eyes they're not glowing like led lights right. but bigger uh-huh they're, these were like the size of quarters and not only were they two and they were maybe oh i'd say probably two feet off the ground and then you could see a dark figure that they were attached to, hunched over, like, along the path. But they were about the size of quarters, and they were glowing bright red. But not only was it was it like that, but they also blinked several times. That's creepy. You know, another big thing that we get reported <laughs> so on my website was, is uh, shadow people out there, too. Have you experienced right. them? We, there's a lot. I've well, seen a lot of those myself, actually. That, like I, like I said about the man that was following us, he was, to me, that would be more like a shadow person. I could be wrong, but... Um, I have experience with that. And then another another time we had gone with a large group, to kind of get off of the shadow people for a second, but another time we'd gone with a large group, it was like January or so, and it was super cold out. We were like, you know, we're stupid going out here. This, you know, it's this cold out, but we went anyways. And once we got into Bachelors Grove, <clears throat> we're all unzipping our coats and taking our gloves off and saying that we were feeling warm, and we're like, this is really strange. And then one of our friends happened to lean up against the fence. He goes, this fence is hot. And we all started touching it. We're like, yeah, that's really weird. The, the chain link fence is actually hot, but it's not an electrified fence. Hmm. And we noticed we couldn't see our breath when we were in there. But then once we stepped out and on the path got going out, it got colder and colder, and you could see your breath again. That's weird. Normally it's the opposite there. It's usually warm. You walk in the graveyard and it gets cold. Well, and, uh, you would think it would be that way because it's open. Hmm. And the warm, you would think the trees would hold the warmth in. Now, I've had... Richard Crow said before that you can go there, it'll be a perfectly clear night, but when you get in the cemetery, there's just nothing but clouds. You can't see a single star. I've never had that experience. I've never, but I've never had, had that, but I have had temperature drops. You literally walk in the gate sometimes, and, mm-hmm. and, and again, sometimes. Sometimes you go in there, it's perfectly normal. Other times, it's freaky as all heck, but I've had times you walk in the gate, and you, you would swear the temperature's cooler, You know whether it's your imagination mm-hmm. or not, because a lot of this, you and I both know that, you know, you're going into a place like this, and your mind's on overdrive when you go in there. So your senses are right. all going crazy as it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, like I said, for shadow people, back to that, um, I've seen different people in there, and I know my sister has seen different people in there. But the clearest, very, very, very clear of a dark figure would be the man that was walking on the path behind us. Yeah, that's, that's creepy. Kind of followed slowly behind us. 
And he, I just remember him being abnormally thin and, and like, tall. I don't know. There's so many uh, there's reports from, I don't know, when they started back in the 60s or whatever from uh, Satanist activity out there where there are all kinds of sacrifices mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, I mean, there's evil there. There's no doubt about it. there's evil out there, whether it initially mm-hmm. was there or it's all been brought there by all the nuts that go out there. Yeah, I'm not sure. But there is something. There's definitely something attached to the place. So what? And that's the, one thing that I'm sorry. Oh, I, was, I was just going to say. So uh, you know, you're at Bachelor's Grove. Are you an exclusive Bachelor's Grove nut, kind of like I am sometimes? Or you know, do, uh, have you been around other places? Or you know, are you still involved in paranormal? Um, yes and no. I like to be more involved than I am, but I'm very busy with work and family and everything else. But I do have experiences happening to me. Um, kind of weird sensing type perception things there's a couple of old cemeteries here in dixon and um i was running my my house was built in 1870 and of course this has got nothing to do with bachelor's grove but it's just kind of an oh, odd well, that's thing. okay we're paranormal but, show you don't have to just talk about bachelor's grove but um i had gone through my my daughter when she was about two kept talking about a little boy named timmy in the house and she kept saying that our house not only was there timmy but timmy had this little black dog and she would be playing up in the front room. I call it the parlor. I think that they used to use those for, like, wakes or formal occasions or whatnot. But um, the kids would be playing in that room. And all of a sudden, she would run to me, terrified, and start screaming and saying, Timmy's in there, Timmy's in there. And I'm like, what? And I'd go in there. And I and I was, like, totally disappointed because I wouldn't see or, see or feel anything. I was like, oh, come on. Why is this not happening to me? And, she would, and I'd try to carry her back into that room, and she'd practically, like, ripped me apart so that I could not bring her back to the room where he was. And and I'm like, well, what is Timmy doing? And she'd say, well, he's playing with my toys. And I'm like, okay, so why are you scared? And she says, she'll say, he tells me things. Okay. But she would never tell me what he told her. And sometimes she'd be pointing at a window in the house and say that Timmy's in the window. He's looking in the window and stuff. And so I was like, well, I'm going to run the history of this house, go to the um, tax assessor or the historical society and see if I can find anything. And all I could find was nothing about children, but about adults that have owned the house and the property, going back to John Dixon, and before that it was just a field or trees or whatnot. But anyways, um, what do you call it? Um, I found the original owners of the house, and I said, well, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if they're buried in the old cemetery here, because these small towns, pretty much everybody stays put. And so I was walking around, and it's a big old cemetery, and I'm walking and walking and walking and not finding anything, parking somewhere else, driving, can't find anything. And so I'm like, finally, I'm just like, well, I'm just going to leave. I, I give up. I can't find them. And all of a sudden, something told me to turn around. I just had this real strong feeling, and I turned around, and their headstone was right behind me. Hmm. <laughs> I get a lot of that type of stuff. It's like something will just tell me something, and I'm just like, okay, how did I know that? Yeah, I get that you know, kind of stuff, too. I think that's cool. Like I say, we're definitely going to have to go to Bachelor's Grove together and see what happens. <laughs> because that's, that's pretty much what drew me into all of this is because, you know, that is like you know having these abilities and whatnot so anyway so they didn't have a son named timmy buried on the headstone and since then i haven't bothered trying to track with the rest of the families i ended up doing a spiritual cleansing of the house and we haven't had any issues with timmy since so well we actually had i can't remember who it was we had one of our guests on once that was talking about the the children and their imaginary friends and Mm -hmm. uh you know, different things that those would be, and most of them actually were pretty darn creepy. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not, yeah. I said they're not they're imaginary. Kind of they're not imaginary. They're things that we're trained as adults to not see or believe in, we or do. we've become numb to it because our lives are so hectic and crazy, and we're just not in tune with it. 
Well, there's so many thoughts on that, too. I mean, as far as like, uh, you know, dead people, interdimensional people. I mean, there's just so many mm-hmm. different thoughts. That stuff's just, that all, that all intrigues me. Then again, that's why I, I do this radio show. Right. Like, or deaths. But like, I know that there have been several people that have died in my house. And um, I found out just recently that my house at one time was a boarding house, which it doesn't even, it's not even set up to be a boarding house, but at one time it was a boarding house. So, um, because there was a stagecoach house two doors down from me, so... Well, that's kind of cool. interesting, the history of the, because, you know, this is a pretty old town. So. Have you ever had any other, uh, I mean, we know your Bachelor's Grove uh, picture mm-hmm. is pretty well famous. How about, uh, have you had any other luck anywhere else, you know, with uh, another, it's going to be hard to top that one, but, you know, another good photo? Um, Just orb shots, and I always question orb shots, whether they be dust or, oh, yeah. you know, or, weird or, Orbs is a touchy subject. I, I actually am not a big orb fan. Some are real. Right. <laughs> That that's where I'm really not, you know, a believer in that. I I just, you know, you can look at them and you can see things and not see things and wonder is this real or isn't this real. But so many times I think that's more just dust or gnats or something flying around. I but that's about the only thing I've really gotten. And like I said, I'm not really a big orb person myself. Um, but as for like the person on the headstone, the Bachelor's Grove, that was the only time I've ever handled infrared film. Mm-hmm. Um, before or after, I've never. You know, it's like now. I'm sure you couldn't even find it anymore. Oh, you didn't even and go back after you got that to try to catch her again. No. Oh wow. Uh-uh. Well, I'm surprised. I would have been there like every day if I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not with infrared. No, because it was so hard to get. It was very expensive and it was very hard to find. And you know, you had to go into a dark closet and load the camera, make sure no light got anywhere near it, and then. When you took it out of the camera, even though it was rewound into its canister, you still had to go into a dark closet, put it like in a black bag, and then have it sealed and take it to the right. photo lab and have that. I mean, it was such. There's so many things. It's not that I wouldn't have done it again. I just never really thought about it. I think probably because of the expense of it, really. That's true. Well, I use exclusively infrared now too. I'm kind of known for that. That at Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures, they just had my photo and your photo on. Mm-hmm. We both had infrared. Mine was the new digital infrared, though. It's a lot easier to use. But uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because every time I go to Bachelor's Grove with my infrared pictures, I always do take numerous ones of uh, your famous little stone there, trying to get your friend again. <laughs> get her to show up, yeah. She doesn't nice seem to like anybody would. but you, I don't think. Or, or else she's know. the one we've caught and we just don't recognize her. I don't know. And she maybe is the one in the blue dress because it's hard to tell. It's a black and white picture, so it's hard to tell what color the dress is. But, I mean, I've always heard that, the powder blue dress, and that's what I saw the, the couple of times in there, just kind of traipsing around or kind of playing and dancing in there it's, more than anything else. Yeah, the, the one we have, she's wearing like a powdery blue dress, She's got like a kind of a plump face and, she, you know, not a thin face, kind of a, a a fat face and looks very happy. Doesn't look mean or nothing. Uh-huh. Actually has a look when you see the picture, you'll see what I'm talking about. She has a look like, oh, no, I've been seen. Just this, this look oh. of shock and surprise. It's the weirdest look. I think Interesting. Ma- I think maybe she's like, oh, my gosh, they saw me. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they got me. <laughs> so you're not supposed to be able to see me. And that's what I'm wondering, you know, like when I've gone there in the evenings and seen her, because she'll go in like kind of dark behind a tree or dark behind that large headstone that's where the infant daughter one mm-hmm. is in front of, right. that real big one that's there. She'll kind of dark behind that, and then she's just gone. You know, and it's almost like she is trying to hide, like she's playing a game. Well, I think they might be annoyed, too, the amount of people that are in there. They just can't ever get any peace. Mm-hmm. That is true too. Have you ever that physically heard true. anything out there? I mean, I was out there one time, 
standing there by myself. I used to go in the mornings because it's the only time when it was quiet there. I'm standing out there mm -hmm. in crystal clear. I hear someone go, John, in an older lady's voice. And I turn around. I'm like, yeah, what? And I look, and there's nobody in the graveyard. I'm like, whoa. Wow. I go, I guess I'm here a little too much. Have you ever done that? Have you actually heard a voice out there before? Um, no voices, but just a kind of a, a growly type noise. Kind of like a, a threatening, menacing type growl. Yeah, I'll stick with the voice rather than the growling. Well, did you hear that well, that EVP I caught they had on Ghost Adventures? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Not exactly the friendliest yeah. EVP you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, not cool. <laughs> not someone you want to play with, right? That one actually freaked Zach out, too. He listened to that and it freaked him out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done a whole lot of EVPs. I've, I've actually been researching, like looking at buying some equipment to see if I can pick something up that way, too. But I haven't done that yet, so. I'm not a big EVP fan myself. Generally, I'm about 95% mm -hmm. photography. I'll take a EVPs now and then, but I either still camera or video camera, and that's about it. I uh, mm -hmm. I don't ever do anything else. EVPs, that one was an absolute fluke, and when I caught that one, I was actually showing somebody from my website that's never done any research before how to use a recorder and how to do EVPs, and that's well, actually that's how impressive. I caught that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what it was? A little back history on that. It says, I'm going to kill you, quite clearly. Now, the person mm -hmm. that was holding the recorder, he was holding the recorder, and he'd say, anyone here, do you want to talk to me? Do you want to say anything? Do you want and, he, and I kept, I'm like, you're going to make him mad. Say something, wait, pause a little bit, give him a chance to respond. And then mm -hmm. he does that, he says something, and then he pauses, and it comes back, I'm going to kill you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And he's probably like, you know what? You can keep the EVP. I'm not going to bother with this anymore. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Or actually, we play that back, and he's like, he looks at me and goes, is this normal? And I, I look at him, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. Don't worry about it. That's pretty cool. It actually was. I, did, I didn't even tell Ghost Adventures the background story on it. That was my little <laughs> private thing. That's pretty cool, though. I like that. I said, did you have any other stories you wanted to share with us where we got you here since you're the exclusive um, person that no one ever sees and you're always hidden? Well, I can say that I'm not afraid to talk to people about it. I don't know. We just kind of moved away from the Chicago area almost 17 years ago now. And basically it was financial reasons. It was just because we wanted to buy a house. It wasn't like we were trying to hide or run away or anything, but we wanted to buy a house and um, raise our kids in one central location and keep them, you know, steady upbringing. But um, um, what do you call it? Um, but, yeah, if anyone wants to talk about it, I have no problems because I feel like if if people think that I'm hiding, they're probably thinking that I'm faking. And right. and, and I, I can't <clears throat> prove or disprove that. I mean, I, if you if you think it's a fake, you're going to obviously think it's a fake no matter what I say. And a lot of people do. But, like I said, I, all I can tell you is my experience and the other people that were there what their experience was and I could say that I'm not hiding anything I've got nothing you know I'm not ashamed or whatever I love that it happened I think it's pretty awesome and the fact that it's gotten in the hands of all kinds of people, of people <laughs> yeah. worldwide and newspapers and it's been and I know it was used in a lecture in Florida by um, Leslie Rule some years back and then she published it I think it was in Coast to Coast Ghost but I'm not sure she had sent me some information on which book she was going to put it in and um um but I know it's been in many other, you know, she's the only actual author that's contacted me asking for use of it. Um, it's kind of interesting. Like you said, once the picture's out there, it's pretty much public domain, which is kind of unfortunate because there's not a lot of control over it. Right. Someone somewhere got a hold of it and started making copies of it and spreading it around. And 
unfortunately, I don't know who that was or how it happened, but someone did. So well, the cool thing is now is the copy I saw earlier today. You showed me the real copy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. totally different than what people see out there. I mean, it's the same right. woman, but I mean, it's the whole panoramic shot, kind of. You know, it wasn't panoramic, mm-hmm. but it was a wide shot. And she's only in the far left-hand corner, which is pretty cool. Right. You know, I was actually surprised myself when I saw that. Right. And I was trying to scan the negative, and the negative just pretty much comes up black. Although, if you hold the negative up to light, you can obviously see her and see what the picture is. But it doesn't, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It just doesn't want to produce too well. But like I said, if anyone wants to see it, I have it. And I'm not afraid, you know, people want to talk about it. That's not a problem. It's, you know, I'm here. I'm not yeah. hiding from anybody. Well, and those of you <laughs> that saw, saw uh, Ghost Adventures on Friday, the one I was on, mm-hmm. she. She was available. They, they they lied on air when Zach's standing there going, oh, we can't reach the person that took this picture. Just to clear the record here for people listening, she was available. They didn't actually contact her. I figured I wanted to get your story yeah. out there so people understood that. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, they did use the pi- the picture with my permission, but at the same time, they never interviewed me. They never made any contact with me other than getting me to sign a photo release to use the picture but it wasn't even Zach Bagans that even had talked to me it was one of his producers but um <clears throat> I was really kind of shocked when they said that because I had a lot of people watching it and they and I knew I wasn't being interviewed for it but a lot of people watching it and when he said that that they couldn't locate or they couldn't contact the person or whatever all these people their jaws dropped and they're going what what <laughs> They were just shocked that he said that. And so all these people are Facebooking him. What the hell? What what do you mean by that? And I Facebooked him and I Facebooked his, or uh, sorry, um, emailed his producer to his email address and wrote to all the guys. And no one is responding in regards to that. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you were totally dissed Friday night. I said, well, I don't know what happened there. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that's whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I, that's I'm, like, I'm going to talk to him. Say that, I, that's why I wanted to give you a chance here on this, too, because, I mean, you did sign the release. You know, you and I were talking off air because I had to sign releases mm-hmm. from my photos, too. And once they got that, it's basically there. But th- they didn't mm-hmm. even say your name. You know, I'm like, my gosh, right. they, they didn't even, you know, say who you were. I, I was a little shocked on that. And I don't know what that little bit was. Jack was over there by the Fulton tombstone making a phone call. You know, supposedly it looked like he was trying to call you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know. It's like, what? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Because when they did contact me, I believe, I'd have to go back to the original emails from their producer, but I do believe that they contacted me back in May, possibly June of this year. Oh, so yeah, we, we filmed that. contact made. I say, we filmed that month ago, months ago. I mean, it was a long time right. ago when it was all filmed. And when they contacted me, they asked me how to get a hold of you, and I told them. So, you know... Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised to see your photo in the shoot because I thought they told me at one time they couldn't reach you or something, so they weren't going to put mm-hmm. it in is what I thought I had heard, but that's hearsay. I probably shouldn't even be saying that, actually. <laughs> you never know. But but anyway, so I was glad it got out there regardless of whether there was a this or whatever. I don't you know. It's, it's still, I still think that it's nice that people are still looking at it and, and wondering. I've, I've heard it's been on Discovery Channel and Kodak Eastman was trying to disprove it, saying that they could prove by shadows or something or other on it or when they enlarged it so many times that they could see that it's definitely not a, a ghost or some form of a spirit, that it's a staged picture. I've had someone tell me that it was a man in a dress and a wig. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> 
there was no one else there. I was alone. Well, that original picture, like I say, the one I looked at earlier, that's creepy because it, it, there's, there's a little bit more dimension to that than the one you see on the Internet, actually. that's it's It looks pretty darn real, if you ask me. Right, and it's like the person there is just seems totally at peace. It looks like they're kind of just kind of gazing or thinking about something, but it almost looks like they're part of the headstone, actually. You know, it's kind of kind of odd, you know. And it's a long gown, too. It's not as if someone yeah. like that would just blend right in with the crowd you were with. It's not as if it's one of the people you were with sat down to, you know, eat a sandwich and you took her around and took her picture. <laughs> yeah. You know, it looks like a long gown with, like, kind of poofy sleeves and, you know, yeah. It's... But like I said, it wasn't us, so... And it wasn't the man in drag, and it was nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody I, else. The man in drag one cracks me up, because if you're going to fake it, I mean, might as well, why not just use a woman? Why would I do a man in drag? <laughs> it's secretly, it's Dale Kazmarek in a dress now. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> no. Of course, now that you've said it, you've just started a rumor that's probably going to be flying around Facebook. Oops. <laughs> You'll have to edit and delete that one. <laughs> this airs the first time this coming Friday in... Uh, You'll probably start seeing it on Saturday on Facebook. <laughs> but, um, no, like I said, I was alone, so it wasn't like that at all. But, yeah, um, like I said, I've got nothing to hide. I really appreciate that you talked to me. I mean, you contacted me through Facebook and stuff, and it's like, I mean, I, some people say, oh, Facebook is overrated. I think it's an amazing thing because it really brings a lot of people together. Well, yeah, I mean, what it is is I saw your link, you know, for the listeners. I saw the link you were talking on there that uh, – you felt like you got kind of dissed by ghost adventurers and uh, you mm-hmm. didn't know why they didn't talk about you or do anything. And since I was mm-hmm. the actual guy on Ghost Adventures for that episode, I felt, I don't know, almost kind of guilty. So I contacted yeah. you to, you know, to give you the information and kind of apologize for those guys. Uh-huh. Well, and it's just weird because, like I said, no one has bothered to... I, I understand. They, I'm sure they're busy. I don't know if they're still filming for the season or if they're done, but I would understand that they're busy, Hollywood types or whatever. Oh, they yeah, are. They Believe me. To... I was working but with them. I can tell you right now, it takes a long time to get responses. <laughs> right. And I was just like kind of shocked because here, you know, well, it's only it's only Tuesday night, but still it's like, you know, the amount of effort I put into contacting them saying, hey, I'm willing to tell you the story about the picture if you're interested. You know, maybe you're not interested. I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of strange. But um, no one's contacted me back, whether it be a producer, Zach, Aaron, whatever, none of them, you know. And I'm like, okay, I don't I don't get it. But that's all right. That's fine. You know, I'll move on to bigger and better, I guess. Oh, I mean, they <laughs> got your thing. picture out there, too. That's how I look at it. I mean, that's how I am. They got my yeah. picture, my EVP out there. You know, mm-hmm. that's cool. I, at least I got credit, though. I, I mean, I really am kind of pissed off. They didn't at least say your name. I don't understand that myself. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, I'm not out to make money off of it. I have never sold it to oh, anybody. Thank you know? God, and, and because like, I certainly don't make any money in this business. I can tell you that no. firsthand. <laughs> and, that's, and I don't believe in that anyways. I mean, that's how I was raised. You know, coming from the background that I have, that it's never to be used for money or to gain anything. You know, it's it's always, you know, it's something, it's a gift, and it's something that you just do, you know. So... You know, like you see people that read tarot cards or whatever, and they charge ten bucks or fifty bucks, whatever they charge to read tarot cards. I don't see how how I mean, I granted that's their business, but that's how they make their livelihood. But I couldn't do this type of stuff for money. No, actually, I just that aggravates I me. Like, yeah, I, I don't believe. Oh, plus, a lot of it. I mean, you sound like you know what kind of things I know too. 
my gosh, but 95% of the psychics out there are fake. I mean, I mean yeah, you exactly. Know, and, and the ones that charge, I'm not saying that they, they're fake that they charge, but I mean, the ones that charge, I tend to think are definitely fake, but it, not to say they all are. You know, I got to be careful how I put mm-hmm. that, but you know what I mean? Right. And, and the ones on the TV shows, not to be disrespectful for, for anyone that has a television program, because there are some ghost research shows that are very interesting. Well, a lot of them are interesting or, um, you know, the ones that have the celebrities tell their ghost stories or whatnot. Those are all interesting and stuff like that. But the ones that go around investigating, I mean, I've come from a background where, you know, it's not all Hollywood like that. It's, you know, you just do your thing, get your information and come back and have your meeting and, you know, and figure out what you have, listen to your stuff or look at your stuff or whatever and say, okay, this is, these are the stories we have from that experience. But I just don't, I don't know, the whole thing about doing it on television or commercializing is kind of, I think, kind of wrong, you know? Oh, I agree, too. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me. I mean, I mean, I'm glad my picture's out there and that you've got stuff out there and a lot of people have stuff out there. But, I mean, it's not a business to me. You know, it's, it's, it's something that's genuine, and I, I, I appreciate it for everything that it is versus... Yeah, I've, you know, ne- I've, a, I've, a I've never made any it. money, even doing this radio. Actually, this radio, we don't make any money on this either. Mm-hmm. But I, this is a, it, it actually cost me money to do this. But, I mean, doing paranormal research, the things I do, mm-hmm. I've never been paid for anything whatsoever. Ghost Adventures, I didn't get any money for that. I just do it because I enjoy it. And I know you're the same way. We just do it because we like right. these kind of things. We like to be, we're very interested in it. And, and it's a huge field. I mean, there's always debate and questions and things you can always learn more about oh exactly and plus you get to interact with other people in this field and there's always if someone tells you they know it all about this they're just full of crap because it oh yeah nobody does oh and plus there's no there's no right or wrong in this kind of field either i mean there's no you know right or wrong or no book it's no we could all be wrong or we could all be who knows there's just nothing to this exactly and you just don't you just don't know it's a whole nother world like you're talking before interdimensional or Whatever, wherever it's coming from, there's no, there's no end to it. There's no cap to it. It's just completely. There's no book. There's no guidelines. It's just, it's there. You know. Exactly. I mean, you've actually get people that uh, they'll say stuff like, you know, we know this or we know that, and or a certain way that you must must do something. To, and, and I always get a kick out of that because we, none of us know it. We might have ideas, but none of us know how to do any of this. Right. We're very fortunate if we can capture something, whether it be on film or recorded or, you know, even just our own experiences. And there's no guarantee that anyone, you know, that someone gets all the experiences all the time or, you know, it's just, it's a huge, huge thing. And I would love to get back in it. And that's the thing, too, is it attracts a lot of odd people amongst normal people, too. But there's a lot of... You can get mixed up in a lot of strange people, though, too. Yeah, I've met some of the most unusual people doing this kind of stuff, not just being on the radio, but actually doing the paranormal mm-hmm. research. Met some uh, mm-hmm. met some really cool people. I mean, no doubt about it, but I've met some really unusual people, too. Yeah, sometimes you're like, hmm, oh, my. <laughs> yes, we uh, I, I got to tell you, there's been more than one time on the radio we've actually had to kill our mics in the studio because we start laughing before we can start talking again. <laughs> I noticed you did that a couple times for me. No, I'm just, no, I'm no, just no, not joking. for you. No, actually, we honestly, we actually have done that. I'm, not, I'm certainly not mentioning any names, but we have talked to a few people where we literally have killed the mics 
because mm-hmm. we started laughing because we'll never make fun of anyone, no matter what they say. And for, heck, for all I know, they could be right, you know, so you never know. That's true. But uh, some people get some unusual theories. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just interesting to talk about. It's nice to be able to talk to someone else's that's interested in and has had experience, especially in the same location, even the same way, like on photography and everything. It's pretty cool. Because... Well, exactly. Talking to you, I think, is really cool because we have so much in common. We both like using the infrared. We've both got really good pictures at Bachelor's Grove. And we got mm-hmm. both have the same. We've been talking off air. People don't know this. We talked off air for about forty five minutes, and we have quite a bit in common. So it's pretty cool. And when I when I can interact with the guests, sometimes I have nothing to say to my guests. But uh huh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and too, the more you talk about it to some people, and like at least my experience in the past, um, you know, I I don't even talk as openly like I have with you tonight, but. A lot of people in the past are like, oh, yeah, she's a witch, or she's a Satanist, <laughs> or she's a devil worshiper. Oh, my God, I'm not talking to her anymore. And in fact, I had one job where I had a coworker that, because of the picture being published in the newspaper, she started getting real leery of me and started calling me a witch. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm tired of people harassing me and calling me names because of this picture and give me all kinds of grief because of it. So I w- it was around Halloween time, and I picked up some... How goofy Halloween Walmart shirts that said, like, you know, I love witches, or <laughs> I have one that's got a witch sitting on a broom and says, if the broom fits right, it, that type of stuff. Uh, and this particular, this particular co worker, you know, I would wear the shirt off season, like Easter time. I'd be wearing these shirts, you know, and she'd be looking at me really weird all the time. But, you know, and she'd be sitting down, and I'd go sit down real close to her and stuff. I'm like, hmm, and I wouldn't say nothing to her, and she'd just get up and leave the room every time. Well, like you funny. can think what you want. I'm I'm not satanic. I'm not a witch. I don't, you know, do any kind of voodoo stuff or whatever. I just happen to have special experiences that maybe some other people don't. And I know a lot of other people do. Some aren't willing to talk about it. That's true. I recently, uh, I want to mention names, but did something a few weeks ago where somebody in the group we were in took me on the side and told me that I was possessed by a demon and I needed an exorcism <laughs> right away. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of, you know, I mean, stuff can attach itself to you, but, you know, I'm like, I don't know, possession's a pretty heavy thing, you know? I don't, I don't think it would be, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I <laughs> here I'm laughing for all I know I am. I don't, I don't think so, but it just kind of caught me off guard. Somebody I didn't know, you know, pulling me to the side and telling me that, you know, I'm possessed, but it's okay. She knows how to fix it. That's <laughs> funny. She knows how to fix it, huh? Yeah, that's a good one. I've had um, a weird experience. Actually, you're talking back about psychic stuff and random strangers coming up to you. I remember one time when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, she was due three days from this particular date. And this lady came up to me, a complete stranger in a store, and she goes, you're having your baby tomorrow. I'm like, mm, no, I'm not due for three more days. And she goes, no, you're having your baby tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I start to turn to walk away, and she goes, it's a little girl, and she has very black hair. And I'm like, Okay, thank you. And she was born the next day, and she had black hair. I was like, holy smokes. (laughs) That's very strange. So I was like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Some people can come up to you and say stuff, and I'm just like, I'm kind of brushing her off. I'm like, okay, this is a crazy woman, you know, because that's your initial reaction. But like, wow, I should have got her phone number. (laughs) It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's rare when you come across a real psychic. And she didn't charge you Mm -hmm. for it. So right there was a trick that you knew she was probably legitimate. like wow but you know it's just kind of interesting how you can run into some people and they're very perceptive and other people think they're perceptive and 
like you said, some people say it's about demons attaching or being possessed. Well, okay. Yeah, you, you run into all kinds. It's fun, though. This is an entertaining thing to be, and I, I enjoy it. I have more fun like this because it's, it's certainly not the normal, boring 9-to-5 thing. No, that's for sure. It'd be, it'd be cool if you can do it as a job. Well, some people can do it as a job full-time, but, I mean, it'd be cool if you could, but... Yeah. Like I said, I'm, it's not it's not a money thing about for me. It's you know it's more something that's a part of me. It's like if I try to sell someone my left hand because they can use it for something. No, I'm not going to do that. You know. Yeah, you're going to see that on Facebook now too. <laughs> They're going to say, "We heard she's trying to sell her hand." <laughs> it's it's something that's part of you, and it's, it's and it, like I said, it, to me, it's a gift, and it's it's pretty cool and. The fact that I was able to catch something on infrared or that you were able to catch something on infrared, we're, that's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, well, it's cool as we both got, I mean, yours is really, um, really fabulous. I mean, really nice, but I got something pretty cool. But we both got this in the same location, which that's mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. And like I, like we were saying before, Bachelor's Grove is very, um, very, very charged with something. So. Well, definitely. There's a pretty cool place to go to it, yeah i'm just hoping it's not overrun now because of uh, ghost adventures filming there the county uh, the police there i was talking to them they weren't concerned about it because i was kind of worried that ghost adventures filmed there the place was going to turn into a zoo but the county mm-hmm. says they actually weren't worried about that hmm. and you would think with halloween coming up too that there might be more people running in there and stuff but i don't know Oh, with Halloween, they actually, they're pretty strict out there nowadays with Halloween, too. They have an officer sitting out there quite a bit, especially the week before Halloween. There, There's mm-hmm. a cop sitting there all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to the real haunted house. <laughs> yeah, why why but, pay to go to one of those fake ones when you could go to a real one? I mean, if you live in the southwest suburbs, Bachelors Grove is right there. Right. But you got to go during the daytime. You don't go at night anymore. I mean, ages ago when I was a kid and when you were younger... You could go there at night. It was okay. But nowadays, do not go there at night. I can't stress that enough. No, no, absolutely not. Well, one, highly illegal, but, you know, you're going to get arrested. But, and I know people have, but um, you don't know what's out there. I mean, people with weapons. I mean, we've been out there at night, and you hear people breaking bottles and stuff in the woods, and you're thinking, you know, are they going to come get us with these broken bottles? Or are they just partying or what's going on? I mean, you don't know if there's, you know, I don't want to say a Jason or somebody out there, right. but, you know, there could be a weird psychopath hanging out there waiting to catch some a group of kids or something. Well, I tell you, I, mean, I, I have, I, I go there a lot. Not as much now, but I used to go there a lot. And I have seen some pretty freaky people out there. One time a guy was, like, wearing full hunting gear and a shotgun walking around out there. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and I have seen evidence of satanic or some type of uh, ritualistic stuff going on in there. I've never actually seen people doing it, but I have come across where there was these um, wooden branches, I guess, or logs tied together in a, in a pattern, and in the center of where they were tied together, it wasn't a pentagram shape, by the way, but anyways, where they were tied together, there was burnt, charred flesh that had fur or hair attached to it. Mm-hmm. And so I know that obviously there's there are people practicing odd things out there, for whatever reason, and you just don't know. You just don't know what's out there, and you wouldn't want to come across it and be outnumbered or whatever no, night's else. dangerous. I can't tell you how many times I've been there early in the morning, and there's a, 
candles or burnt down candles on the tombstones or blood mm-hmm. dripped across the stones, you know, or, you know, right. who knows what in heavens. It, it could be just kids playing or, you know, it could be some serious stuff. You don't know. But uh, you don't want to go out there at night. I, I just can't stress that. Just because everybody saw ghost adventures out there at night, I got to make sure you understand you do not want to do that. <laughs> No, it's not something you want to do, for sure. And you, you might get scared by a flashlight like Zach did. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't want to do it now. And the stuff that they saw, I've seen those type of things, the glowing lights in the woods and different things like that. And, and you can't account that as a flashlight or whatever, because you could see on the show it would be down low, and then it would be high, and then it would be right. to the left, and then it would be to the right, and then it would be back down low. And you're like, that's not someone walking through the woods with a flashlight. It's not a set of car headlights. There's something out there. Yeah, at one point, that light actually had like a greenish tint. I don't know if you saw that. One <laughs> little spot, it, it, it changed shape and had like a weird little green hue to it. That was that right. was a little intriguing right there. That didn't look like a flash. At one point, it did look like a flashlight. But that one section there, uh, I don't know exactly what that was. And it almost looked like at some shots it was closer than others. Uh-huh. Like it seemed like it was traveling forwards and backwards besides moving up, down, left, right. I don't From know. What I could see. You would almost have to be there to see that, but I mean, it certainly had them excited, and you'd think that they would know a flashlight from a light. So I'm guessing it must have been something because those guys were just like freaking out on that thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was. At least they got something out there. I mean, there's yeah because lights are lights are reported out there. I mean, even the one officer, I forgot what his name was, that was out there. He was telling me when we were there that a lot of people report about. Uh, lights red lights and orange lights and blue lights mm-hmm. and lights just floating in and out of the woods or, and some mm-hmm. people talk about them coming out of the swamp there too mm-hmm. and that swamp is a scary place in itself oh yes whether That's... the stories are true or not it's still kind of i still get the heebie-jeebies when i go anywhere near that so i just don't I just don't like to be on that part of the, the little area there. Yeah, that's that's a creepy area. Actually, that whole side there against the north side of the cemetery is where a lot of people mm-hmm. get uh, the shadow people in their uh, the photos. And some things, I've actually got it too. I don't know if you'd actually call it a shadow person. It's uh, it's more of a translucent outline of a person, almost like, uh, what movie was that, Predator or whatever? You know, that weird mm-hmm. invisible? There's right. I've, I've seen numerous pictures that look like that, where you can see a person, almost like that bizarre predator look, where they're like translucent, kind of really strange mm-hmm. looking. And But I've seen wow. more than one time from, you know, independent, because I have that large website, so I see pictures from everybody, people that don't know everybody from various places with the same pictures with the same type of things, which is, you know, wow. kind of creepy when you put that together. Now, have you tried taking pictures of that as well, or...? Yeah, I've got one that's pretty interesting. One one of the members from my website uh, has got a picture of somebody that just about blew my socks off. It's a translucent person, so clear you can even see the flower in his lapel. Wow. But it has that predator kind of sheen. You know what I mean? That really weird mm-hmm. kind of... But it's 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 not an unusual thing. As a matter of fact, somebody just sent me a picture from seeing me on Ghost Adventures the other night. And mm-hmm. it has that same look. I don't. I don't have the original photo yet, so I haven't been able to enhance it, you know, to make sure it's legitimate. But it, mm-hmm. it actually has that look, and that just intrigues the crap out of me when you see the same type of things appearing in an area. You know, that's telling you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that something is actually there. So, 
very interesting. Now you get me really wanting to go back up there. Well, now, I mean, like we were day, talking but... off air, you and I are going to run out there now ourselves. Yeah. So, but we're not going to mm-hmm. say where because we'll get bombarded by people. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know, as a, as a matter of fact, when I had done a TV thing a couple years back for Travel Channel, a couple people showed up there that had done do, do ghost tours and whatnot in Chicago, and they're like, they saw my picture and they're going, oh my God, you're famous. I'm like, I am. <laughs> I, I just took a picture. I haven't had that happen yet. I was kidding with a friend earlier today, actually. I go, I've got emails and calls and all kinds of stuff, but I go, as soon as I go somewhere and someone goes, my God, you're that guy from Ghost Adventures. I go, my job is done. I'll be happy. I can die. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, but okay. It well, just Judy, kind of takes you back like wow. Okay, but anyways, go ahead. I was gonna say we're running a little bit low on time here. Did you have anything else you okay. wanted to say in closing here? No, um, I just say that if you have abilities, don't take them for granted and don't abuse them. I mean, they're there for a reason, and um, just enjoy them while you have them. Okay, and I I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. I mean, uh, and I appreciate your time you calling me and talking to me. I, I mean, think it's great. I mean, especially me because you know, I've got that Bachelor's Grove background where I'm involved in all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So getting to talk to you is actually kind of a a thrill for me because I I got the inside information on that picture too, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, we really appreciate it. And if you ever want to come on again, uh, you just get a hold of me then. Okay, not a problem. I will. Okay, take care. All right, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. We'll be back next Friday on The Edge with an all-new Thresholds Radio from 10 p.m. to 11 on TheEdgeOnAir.com. That's TheEdgeOnAir.com. If you can't make Friday nights, we're here on Thresholds-Radio.com at 7.30 Sunday nights. See you next week with an all-new show. I be crying, motherfucker.